Hi, everyone. This is Mark at the Marked for Glory podcast. Welcome to season two, episode 18. Uh, today, my special guest and your husband are going to talk about their journey through disability and how they've come to the point they're at now. So hang on for this quick intro and we'll get started. Hi, Darcy and Mark. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having us today, Mark. No worries. It's good to have you here. And um, I'm grateful that you're able to take the time to talk with me. Um, before we get started, maybe you can tell people a bit more about yourself uh, and a bit of background. I mean, go far as far back as you're willing to go, I guess. Sure. Okay. Well, we, uh, we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary, so that was fun. Uh, we have two adult daughters, and we have a one-year-old baby granddaughter. Um, so that's our family. And about 20 years ago, I had an accident, and I fell down the stairs in our home. Um, I was running up the stairs, ran back down and slipped on a piece of paper and tumbled and crashed into a wall that was down at the bottom of the stairs. Then face planted into the ground and injured my back, which put me in bed for a couple of years. Um, and that was a rough time because our kids were, were very little and uh, Mark had just started a new job. So as that was going on, um, you know, I was missing my family increasingly more because I, I could do less and less with them. And um, my heart was just breaking. Um, and we didn't know, doctors didn't know if I was gonna make it. Uh, because I lost a lot of weight and I was malnourished. Um, and so Mark was kind of figuring out if he needed to, to, if he would be forced to walk into the future with just the girls, if I was going to make it or not. So maybe he can pick up there and say a little bit of what that was like. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thanks for having us on and uh, a chance to share some of these things. Um, you know, what was going through my mind, just hearing Darcy tell uh, her side of the story is just how how sudden things change for us. Because prior to this happening, it seemed like everything was going great in our lives. I mean, just uh, we had a lot of what I think people want in life and things looked rosy in the future, but um, things change in just the blink of an eye, you know, the, the, we, we really don't know what any day will hold. And so uh, after that injury, uh, 
things just went, you know, got got really hard for us. And um, all all four of us, in a way. I mean, certainly, I think Darcy more than any. But uh, as someone who loves someone who's hurting and injured, it it was a a real difficult time in my life. And uh, so, yeah, it was a it was a a big change and, and didn't happen slowly. It, it really happened all at once. Now you mentioned uh, prior to the accident that you sort of had a life um, with a lot of things that other people sort of aspire to, right? Um, and maybe want to have. And post-accident and like now, um, what is your viewpoint on what you have now versus what you had then? Well, great question. Yeah. Um, as a result of the injury and the near-death experience, gratitude is the number one change. I, I just, you know, I, I have had a second accident and I'm currently unable to walk again, which is another part of the story. But even with that, gratitude and just family, you know, when it comes down to it, what matters is people. And when I was just, you know, thinking I was going to lose my life, my job didn't matter. My hobbies didn't matter. What mattered was my family and my friends. And so today I try to, to prioritize people, um, you know, but I think gratitude, gratitude for the things that I, I can do and making the most of the abilities God's given me and not focusing on the things that he's not allowed me to have right now or may never allow me to have again. And uh, what is your thought on that, Mark? You know, I um, ironically, I think things like this can really uh, can really change you for the better. You know, I, I think I think this what's happened with Darcy, as as painful as it is, has really um, helped both of us to really grow in our um, ability to love people and love each other, love others, um, to understand what's important in life. Uh, like Darcy was saying, uh, relationships, uh, as opposed to the things. Um, and I think, I, I think some, to some degree, the only way you can, you can change some things is through really difficult suffering, because I don't think we have the will to take on some weaknesses and some um, character flaws just by our own determination. I mean, I, I think that to a degree we can do that, but uh, experiences like what we've gone through as a family really push you past where I think you're willing to go on your own, you know, on your own strength. And I think also, uh... And uh, Darcy and you both mentioned that, you know, weaknesses and character flaws and, you know, things that 
you weren't give gifts and talents you weren't given. Um, isn't that just a matter of perspective? I mean, who's to say weakness is a weakness unless you see it as weakness? Agreed. 100% agreed. Because, you know, our weaknesses are God's strengths. And for me, I mean, I am, I am physically weak, but I am more courageous. I think the internal things become stronger and perspective changes for the disabled from what does the outside look like compared to what's on the inside? And for me, I'm, I think I'm stronger now on the inside than when I could walk. And, you know, it's, there are gifts that I've been given through the disability. Like, for instance, I, I was so afraid to, not really afraid, but I didn't know if I could record my own audiobook. That sounds like a stupid thing but I'm recording my own audiobook and using my voice. I've always hated my voice. I never would have done that before, but now it's okay. It's like, that is something that I can do. It doesn't require walking. And so it's an ability that I've been given. It, everything's perspective. Um, that's a... I just had a funny thought. What if, um, you know, that that there was some universal knowledge out there that Darcy wanted to do an audiobook, but she was too scared. So let's just push her in that direction. Yeah. 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 Well, you. You know why I'm doing it. What kind of pushed me over the edge was because a blind man asked me to. And he said, I think your voice is calming. And I think I think you should do it and not hire someone. So, you know, a blind man is the reason why I'm doing this. And so it's cool. It's just, it's neat how we have a community of friendships within the disabled community. Um, and community is so important because we can help each other with our weaknesses and understand each other. And even more on the weakness subject, um, yeah, I think it's a lot easier to bond with one another when we're weak, you know, when, when we're intimidating one another and when we're, um, insecure around one another because we're com competing to look good or to perform in some way. Um, that's not bonding, it, that creates distance. But things like what happened with us, we made us very weak in, in from some perspectives, but uh, really I think drew people closer to us and us to other people because of that. So I think, I think that was a great, comment you made that's uh not what sometimes we consider weakness really isn't a bad thing 
and it depends how you define it. That's um, an interesting conversation, definitely something, something to think about. But um, you, Darcy, you had mentioned that uh, there was a second part to the story. Do you want to tell us that? Sure. So the end to the first story, so I did get better. I did get better. And it started because I developed this interest in nutrition. And so I started reading some nutrition books that I had, and I found a recipe for a protein shake that Mark began making for me. And it was the beginning of my getting better uh, because it enabled me to put on some pounds and it had a lot of amino acids in it, uh, protein, which helps my muscles. And I started going to the warm water therapy pool and I learned how to walk again in the water. And what I failed to mention was when I was in bed the first time, I developed a condition called CRPS or complex regional pain syndrome. And what that is, is it's, it's a nerve pain disorder that causes severe nerve pain enough so that the disease is called the suicide disease. And so it's excruciating pain and I, I couldn't walk to the bathroom. I had a commode by my side and I couldn't bear the weight of a sheet. Um, I couldn't be touched. And so it was pretty miraculous. This nutrition was helping me and the therapy pool was helping me. And fast forward a few years, uh, three or four years, I earned my master's degree in holistic nutrition and I was my first case study um, on how the benefits of, of nutrition and movement can really help. CRPS <clears throat> doesn't go away. It's, uh, it goes into remission rarely, very rarely. And I went into remission for nine years. So I lived pretty normally um, for nine years, taught, taught sports nutrition at the local high school. And then my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter got married and we were at the wedding. Um, thankfully, at the end of the wedding is when my injury occurred, but it was during cleanup and a wall fell, a wall fell, a chair fell from against the wall and hit my ankle. And that injury reinitiated the CRPS in my body. Um, so it wasn't just a sprained ankle like we thought it might be. I had a feeling it was going to be a long time to come before I could walk again. And I was right. And it's been three and a half years. So I'm going through round two of disability. And this time I wrote a book to help keep my mind off of the pain, you know? And like you, Mark, you're doing a podcast. You're, you're being used. You're using your gifts 
uh, to strengthen people. So anyway, that's that's kind of my second story. Um, I'm going through disability again, and I don't know if I'll walk normally again. And uh, during this time, and um, once the CRPS started, um, what what has have the doctors been saying? What sort of prognosis, or what what are they? What how do they analyze the situation? Well, my primary care, um, I asked him if I could go to another neurologist because I have seen three or four that determined inconclusive results uh, because my tests are so mixed. Um, I had a nerve conduction test that was negative, yet I had a tuning fork placed against both my big feet by my big toes and I couldn't feel it on either foot. So that signifies nerve pain. The neurologist that I'm going to um, determined that she thinks I still have CRPS even though I've had mixed results uh, because of my symptoms. The prognosis is they don't know. And, you know, basically the only options are to take more medication. I've increased my Lyrica, which has helped um, significantly. I can, I can take more steps with the increase of Lyrica. Um, so that's good. It's harder for me to walk outside than inside on carpet. So I can do fairly well getting around in the house now which is significant improvement. Um, but as far as walking outside, you know, I've walked around the cul-de-sac and that's about as far as I can go. And I don't do that that often, but on good days I do. So they don't know, they, they don't know. Have you been sharing um and of your nutritional discoveries with other people? And um, are you like, uh, do you have sort of a nutrition business geared like centered around that? Yes, I, I work part-time as a <clears throat> nutritionist. I don't have, I don't currently have any clients. Um, I have them occasionally, but I'm mostly spending my time working on, on writing and writing on my, my books. I am practicing nutrition on myself, though not as strictly as I was before. And I, I need to do that, Mark. You know, that's something that I need to do better at. And my Mark actually does really well at um, keeping himself healthy with, with greens and that kind of thing. So it's hard when I can't cook. I can't cook for myself. And Mark does a great job cooking for me. But when he's gone during the day, it's hard for me to make a salad, you know, that kind of thing. But And the pool therapy, it's interesting. The pool therapy helped me so much the first time. But this time around, it hasn't. 
helped me so much. So there's different things that helped me the first time that that aren't so much helping me this time. It's like I have to discover new things. Right. Um, I've I've tried out a few diets myself, and you know it's it can be challenging because obviously on some level you want to get better right but then like my 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 challenge is i tend to try and push it too hard and get too strict have you been able to find a balance between you know doing what you need to do to get healthy and maybe occasionally having a chocolate or something yeah well um so one of the things that that I do is I get on the mat. Um, instead of going to the pool, I get on the mat. And then food-wise, yeah, I I do have chocolate occasionally. I love dark chocolate. Um, most of the time, Mark, I ask him to hide it uh, because if I have one, I want another one, and then I want another one. So chocolate is my weakness. Um, but you know, it was Valentine's Day. I had chocolate and enjoyed it. And, you know, I mean, there, there does have to be a balance. And I'm not fighting for my life this time. I'm fighting to get better before I was fighting to stay alive. And this time I'm fighting to learn to walk again and to decrease my pain. Um, so, and I think movement is really important. So I do, I get on the mat and I make sure and do exercises so I can get circulation going through my body. And I don't just sit, you know, I, I, I try to do those exercises at least five days a week. I was seven days a week and, um, it seemed like that was kind of hurting me so yeah it's finding that balance i i think that's a good word mark um, so tell us a bit more about the books that you've authored well i've authored two books um one is a companion guide to the other so it's kind of one book it's called beauty beyond the thorns discovering gifts and suffering. And so the beauty beyond the thorns is Jesus. So it's a biblically based book. And I share stories of uh, men and women in the Bible who have gone some, through something severe, some kind of suffering. Um, for instance, Hagar, you know, Hagar was lost and lonely in the desert and an angel appeared to her and she didn't know if God was with her but after God appeared in angelic form to her she she made a new name for him called Elroy the God who sees and she felt seen and so one of my gifts is being seen there are gifts of perseverance of courage 
of direction. God gives us new direction when he allows us to go through suffering. We don't go in the way that we had planned. I wouldn't have chosen this direction for myself, but who's not to say that this direction is better, you know? So I talk about these 30 gifts. They're short chapters, so it's not an exceedingly long book, but I do share 30 30 gifts. And the study guide complements the book to personalize the things that I talk about through each chapter. Whatever um, kind of suffering you are experiencing. So if you're reading the book and you're going through a divorce, then the study guide helps you to personalize the book to whatever that suffering is through divorce, through um, financial trouble through whatever suffering that you're going through, emotional suffering or anxiety or, or you can, you name it. Do you have any advice for uh, anyone who may be struggling with a new diagnosis or just struggling to move beyond where they are right now? It's so easy to get stuck. And, and what gets us stuck is fear. It's scary when you are diagnosed with something or you just went through an injury. Fear stops us. And, you know, I think trust is the way to get through that. Um, Mark and I were talking about you know, just the fact that he's been with me, the importance of community, the importance of finding someone you can talk with that knows how to listen and not have all the answers, but just someone you can talk to. And for me, it's been him. And so I think, I think trust and getting past that fear and Mark actually wrote a chapter in the book about caregiving and, you know, his perspective on being on the other side, you know, watching this happen. So, you know, I don't know if, if, you know, you want to speak into that, Mark, but, um, you know, that's, that's coming from the other side. That's certainly a good question. Actually, those could be my next one. Mark, any advice for people who are caregivers? Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of have done it right and I've done it wrong. Um, and the first time around, I I didn't I didn't have enough uh, wisdom to really look for help and look for it in the right directions. So just felt very alone, but um, there were people around who I went to, to, to talk to, get, try to get help from, but I, I found that very few people really knew how to speak into what we were going through and, and what I was going through. So, you know, there were some good listeners and that's huge. And uh, I'll, it's kind of funny 
when you're going through this kind of experience, either as a as a sufferer or as a caregiver, um, a lot of what you need is just like Darcy said, someone to listen and just explore it with you, not not give you examples of you know how to fix it necessarily, um, but really to just go there with you and 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 ask you, well, what are you what are you feeling, and how does this make you feel about God, about um, about Darcy, about yourself, you know, about your family and friends, because it 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 people around you react in all sorts of kind of bizarre ways, you know. Some people really come to you, others. Uh, run from you and some who you expected to come to you run and some that you never expected to, to care really rally around you so um, I think if I do that part over again I do more what I did the second time which is just just look for people to talk to and uh, and then people who could help you really grow in your relationship with God, because it's an obvious question. Why is God letting this happen? Um, doesn't seem like we did anything to deserve it. You know, we didn't, um, you know, didn't, in our, in, you know, at least from our perspective, really bring it on ourselves. But uh, there are people who are, who are familiar with suffering, who've been down that path already, can really be a great resource and they, they can help you understand the big picture uh, how god is is trying to teach you to be more loving or more patient or more tolerant or more um humble you know i just there's tons of ways he's trying to, to help you so you know i i found a counselor who could really uh in a great way help me connect spiritually with God and with other people. So the second time was a lot better than the first, as far as I can. That's an important point to bring up. Uh, when, we, when we have problems or illnesses or whatever, our focus tends to narrow, doesn't it? it makes it very hard to look at anything else. Yes, yes. Pain is very selfish. It makes us focus on ourselves, and we have to really force ourselves to be outward focused and and give, you know, and not just curl up in a ball and feel like there's nothing left for us. Like we're done when really this might be the beginning. And it's, it has been the beginning of a lot of new and fresh and fun things in life. Sure, I can't walk, but man, I'm, I'm exploring new things and finding new passions. And I think we all do, you know, if, if we allow ourselves to go there and not just lament what we had in the past. And that's so easy to do, you know, I can't drive anymore. Well, 
I can't run errands anymore. You know, it's easy to focus on that, but if we can find a new direction and trust God and explore some new things, it can make all the difference in the world. You know, I don't know how you got into podcasting, but Mark, you're making a difference uh, by doing what you're doing and figuring out how do I, how do I make this into something good? It's, it's kind of like your story and I'm sure lots of other stories in situations like ours. I just was kind of gently nudged in this direction. No. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And those nudges are important to listen to, you know, because they might be the elbow of God. And I was nudged very, very um, <laughs> directly, I think, by God to begin a women's group and bring a bunch of women together who have felt disconnected uh, because of COVID. And so I started a women's group. Well, I can't walk. Well, why do I need to walk to start a women's group? You know, and some people might think, well, I can't do that because I can't drive. I can't walk. Well, there's so many things that we can do and that the world needs. And just because we have needs doesn't mean other people's needs are negated. We, we have a responsibility to meet the needs of those around us. And so we have to figure out how, and God will help us. But those nudges are important. So one last uh, thing before I let you go. Um, is there anything that, I mean, I'll include the links to your books in the uh, show notes. But is there anything else that you're working on that you want to share? I am working on a second book and um, I can't reveal everything about it yet because it's kind of confidential while it's in working stages, but it involves these things. It involves not being able to sleep. So insomnia. Uh, because a lot of people who are hurting, who are disabled, who are anxious, who are going through divorce, a lot of sufferers can't sleep. And so it's going to involve that. It's going to involve music. And I have a singer-songwriter who's who I'm working with um, that's going to speak into this book. And... Yeah, it's, it's about, again, it's about going through hard times, and it involves the story of Paul and Silas uh, when they were imprisoned, and they had just been beaten and flogged, and so they're hurting, they're in prison, and it's midnight, and what do they do? They start singing, and they start praising God, so even in the dark times, we can praise God. And so that's what the book is going to be about. And the working title is Midnight Worship. So um, that's my second book. And then I have a third book that's 
on the horizon after that one. And so I plan to just continue to write. Um, I love it. And I wish I would have started er earlier in my life, but I didn't. And the, this is an example of a gift that's come to me. God created a space for me to write, for a dream to come true that I don't think would have come true if it were not for disability. I think it's come true because of disability. And uh, I'm grateful for that. And so, yeah, I plan to write. Even if I can walk again, I'll still write. Hey, you want to be a guest on the podcast? Drop me a line at the email in the description below. That's great. Um, and uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, Darcy and Mark, for taking the time to speak with me today. It was really, really good conversation. Well, thank you. This is this has been a great conversation. Uh, thank you for doing what you do and and for promoting hope and help. And we appreciate the time with you. It's been fun. No, thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. What did you think of this episode? Let us know by leaving a comment below.